2: we got a lot of news to get into here today on the program, and of course, as soon as the show starts, some guy drives by here on a tractor. I don't even know what's going on outside, but we'll do our best to, to power through the show here today, as always. we got a lot to get into here today. It's Wednesday. That means AEW and NXT are on tonight. we got full lineups for both of these shows. A lot of stuff going down on both, including the AEW main event, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in which I do, in fact, expect Orange Cassidy to get his big win over Chris Jericho. We've also got everything going on on the NXT show. They're building up to their TakeOver event. Lots of big matches on that show as well, including Karrion Cross versus Danny Burch, which they have announced here today, is going to be the opener on the show. So a lot of stuff to get into. We'll take you through all of the cards here as we get going on the show today. Also, the ratings for Rob Monday night. There was a little bit of good news and a little bit of bad news in the Raw ratings, although I would not say that there was anything that important to talk about. It's not like some of the shows we have done of late where, oh my God, there's a a record low rating or this or that. Basically just a Raw show. Uh, We'll talk about that when we come back from the break. It's going to be a lot of chances for you to give your feedback on anything that's been going on over the past week. And if you would like to, you may text us 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. You can email me, Brian, at WrestlingObserver.com, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Mike Sempervivi is at Sempervivi. So give us a message here. I'll also be going through the chat up there at uh, twitch.tv slash f4wvideo. So we're going to head to a break. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
1: Go to BrightSideTaxRelief.com now. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices
2: 426-2301. For muscle pain, body aches to strains, Blue Emu Maximum Arthritis. It works fast and you won't stink. Its unique formula with emu oil penetrates deep to relieve arthritis pain, sore muscles, joints, and more. Blue Emu Maximum Arthritis. It works fast and you won't stink. Find Blue Emu at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, and other chains, or visit blue-emu.com. Com. Blue Emu Maximum Arthritis. It works fast and you won't stink.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I want to mention, before we get into all of the important stuff here today, that if you're watching twitch.tv slash f 4 video, a lot of stuff airs during those commercial breaks, and it's stuff from the old Super Chico DVDs that we used to sell, and what you just saw during that commercial break was the build to the hair match. Worst match of my career. Match that killed my love for professional wrestling and was the beginning of the end. So, I thought that this was all going to lead to the hair match being shown during these commercial breaks. And I talked to Admin Tony yesterday, who's the one who's been putting all these these videos up, and he explained to me that I don't have the hair match because you wouldn't allow me to put it on these DVDs. So, apparently you're not going to see it right now. But I will just say that a search is on to actually find the hair match... And if we find it, we will in fact present it to all of you watching along. Twitch.tv slash F4W video. And many other things as well, I might add. We've got, uh, we've got some ideas. So that's going to uh, be the plan. Hey, is Mike Sempervivi here or what's going on? Where is this guy? It says he's connected, but I don't hear him. Let's try this again. Let's see what this says. Otherwise, I may be flying solo here today, everybody. So hopefully, you all wrote down the text message number, 425 780 7566. I do not, in fact, hear Mike Sempervivi. So I guess we're just going to move on without him here. Raw Monday split messages this week as viewers increased 7,000 from last week to 1.72 million. But 18 to 49 was down 8% to 0.47, the latter being the third lowest number. In the history of the show, I'm disconnecting his his deal right here. We'll deal with this after the next break, so you guys don't hear anything weird. As compared to the same week last year, Raw was down 37 percent in viewers, 49 percent in 18 to 49, and 67 percent in 18 to 34. Raw started well above last week, and the second hour didn't drop much, but hour three once again had the big drop with a normal 12 percent first to third hour drop. So the raw underground curiosity did not hold the audience this week, but they did start out with more interest in hour one than they had in a long time. As far as first to third hour drops go, 18% down, women 18 to 49, 2% down, men 18 to 49, which was an improvement over last week. Teenage boys were up 8%, better than usual. So there was something in hour three that appear appealed more than usual to boys, men, and women, teenagers. That might have been raw underground for all I know. Three hours, 8 p.m., 1.81 million viewers. 9 p.m., 1.75 million viewers, and 10 p.m., the big drop again to 1.60 million viewers. Final episode of Titan Games, 3.54 million viewers, the lowest number of the season, and a drop from 3% over last week. Show did the same, 0.7. 18 to 49, that it has consistently done all season. Won the night among networks 18 to 34, 18 to 49, 25 to 54 women, etc., etc. 90 Day Fiance on TLC, beat Titan Games, and everything else on television in that 18 to 49 demo at a 0.8, which is a pretty gigantic number. So basically, the story with Raw. I, I mentioned in the opening segment that there was nothing too historic about these numbers. And in terms of Raw itself, there was nothing too historic about these numbers. But there was something rather historic, which is that in the 18-34 demo, which is not 18-49. to 18-49 is the real money demo. This is 18-34. to 34. In both men and women, AEW Dynamite beat... Monday Night Raw in the person's 18 to 34 demo. So we're not just talking about they beat the last hour or whatever. They beat all three hours of Raw. AEW Dynamite on TNT has more people ages 18 to 34 watching AEW than are currently watching Monday Night Raw. On Monday nights, in prime time, it has been on the air since 1993. They are losing an 18 to 34 year old viewers, men and women, to AEW. So that's a remarkable fact. And as we talked about on on uh, the last uh, Brian and Vinny show, I mean 18 to 49, the money 18 to 49 demo. I mean all of these demos. Wednesday is becoming wrestling night. And we're going to see what happens tonight. Because last week, AEW and, and NXT, they had, they had head-to-head competition with the NBA. That everybody expected, man, probably ain't going to be good. NBA's back on Wednesdays. Wrestling's going to get slaughtered. And in fact, both of those shows did their best numbers in forever. AEW topping 900,000. I believe the the combined viewership of both shows was the highest since February. So Wednesday is wrestling night. And my guess is that that trend is only going to continue from here. Although it's going to be very interesting because next week, of course, there is no AEW on Wednesday. Well, I have to look at the schedule. But there's one week where they're going to follow the, the basketball game. And then they're going to do another show on Thursday. So two shows in a row. But anyway, things are going to get all muddled up. Over the next couple of weeks because of the NBA. Pretty sure next week is the week that NXT is unopposed. So my guess is they're going to build up a really big show tonight. And next week with no competition. We're going to see what NXT does alone on Wednesday nights. And then of course the question is how long can they maintain that momentum? So there's going to be a lot of very interesting things to talk about. Coming up over the next several weeks. NXT tonight. We've got Kushida Cameron Grimes and a mystery opponent in a three-way where the winner qualifies for the ladder match for the vacant NXT North American title at TakeOver Triple X. I guess they're calling it TakeOver 30. We got Bronson Reed and Damian Priest, which should be a very fun match. Santos Escobar will be facing Tyler Breeze, NXT Cruiserweight title. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae will invite the NXT universe into their home. So they're going to do another one of those vignettes that they've been doing of late where they're at the kitchen table and talking about everything. Fallout from the Adam Cole-Pat McAfee confrontation, which I believe is going to be an interview with Adam Cole. If you recall, Pat McAfee kicked a field goal with Adam Cole's head, punted him, and the next day, Triple H challenged pad mcafee on behalf of adam cole when they got a shot on on national television but now i guess we'll have uh, adam cole doing his follow-up here on this show and in the opener carrion cross versus danny birch that is going to be the opener here on this show aew tonight it is tag team appreciation night presented by ftr this was one of the alleged perks of their signing with AEW. We have Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy 2, which I expect to be a win for Orange Cassidy. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't imagine doing this rematch a month later and Chris Jericho just beating him again, so we'll see what happens. Cody will face Scorpion Sky, uh, Scorpio Sky for the TNT title, and I have received many notes that tonight we are going to see, for the first time, the finished TNT title. I don't know if they've. I think they. I don't know if it's gold plating or platinum or whatever, but the belt is done. Uh, the belt that you have been seeing on TV forever. They had the belt. Uh, the belt was being created basically, and then the pandemic hit, and so the finishing touches of the belt, uh, they couldn't be done, and so what you've been seeing on television is the halfway done version of the TNT Championship. But apparently now it is finished, and the final product will debut tonight. On the AEW show, we've got Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Jurassic Express. Young Bucks versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, which will be a wild, crazy match with a lot of moves. And the Rock and Roll Express, Tully Blanchard, and Ard Anderson are all scheduled to appear. So that's the light up tonight. We'll take your feedback and more coming up after the break. Stick around. Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Paid for by Airtime Media.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I presume Mike Sempervivi is sleeping, but it looks like I'm flying solo here today, which means get those text messages ready. And in fact, maybe I'll take calls in the next segment. I guess we'll we'll find out here, but... Let's get going. This person here says, if you are going to bet money on it, will AEW crack one million views tonight? That's from Richard. Well, depends on what you mean by crack one million. I know that seems like an obvious question, but if you are asking me, do I think that there will be a segment on the show tonight that breaks one million viewers? I will say yes. If you're asking me if the show is going to average... 1 million viewers, like the final rating will come up and AEW will have done like 1.05 million, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. I I do think, I mean, honestly, honestly, given the lineup that they've got and given how well the show did last week, I mean, on paper, this show is much bigger than last week. I think that the two possibilities of this show breaking a million viewers are... Jericho Orange Cassidy, I think could break a million. And the Young Bucks versus Evil luno and Stu Grayson. If they open, if they open with the Young Bucks versus Evil luno and Stu Grayson, I believe that we will see over a million viewers in that first segment. My guess is that Jericho and Orange Cassidy is going on last. And, you know, every wrestling show for the most part. I guess SmackDown kind of has been like a weird exception, but we really don't know a lot about SmackDown because we don't get quarters, we only get hours. I mean, every every show for some reason falls, falls, falls throughout the night. There's some ups and downs. AEW was actually pretty steady last week, but nowadays it's very, very difficult for the final segment of a show to do the highest viewership. So I guess to narrow down my prediction, I believe that the Young Bucks match... Is going to break a million, and I believe it's going to be the opener. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. Let's see what else we've got here. This person says Do you think Scorpio Sky will beat Cody for the new title tonight? Could it be the catalyst for this horseman angle to move forward? I think it's possible. I think it's possible that Scorpio Sky wins, but my gut tells me that he's not going to win. And I I say that because with all of the open challenges that Cody has been doing, and here comes somebody that you weren't expecting, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, to me, honestly, if it were my company, and I knew that I was going to sign Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston is the guy who he would have debuted, and he would have beat Cody right out of the gate and become the TNT champion. But he didn't. So, I, I mean, Scorpio Sky is fantastic, and he would be a great TNT champion. The only reason I say I don't feel like he's going to win is because I feel like what they're going to do is somebody new is going to debut and beat Cody and win the TNT title. That's that's what I feel because of the way that they've been doing these open challenges. I could be totally wrong. It could end up just being somebody on the roster. It could be Scorpio Sky tonight. I, I just feel like it's going to be somebody... Either that we've never seen before, or like, all of a sudden, one day out of the blue, Pac is going to show up. We haven't seen for months and months. And he's going to massacre and beat Cody and win the title, and we go from there. So, that is my gut feeling. Where is Excalibur, this person asks. Well, he's not on the show. But he will be back on the show. I forget the exact date. I could probably find it here, but it's it's like August 27th or something like that. It It is the last... Uh, AEW of the month, if I recall correctly. But actually, I don't even know why I'm bothering to look. Uh, August 26th, which, because of the NBA schedule, may be August 27th. But anyway, it's the last Dynamite of the month he is going to be back. This person here says, Is WWE simply doing a scorched earth philosophy by running payback a week after SummerSlam to burn out casual fans thinking about ordering all out? Well, I mean, there's a few things going on here. I'm sure that I'm sure that part of it is to try to convince fans not to buy all out, but I mean payback's on the WWE network. And so I mean, if you're going to buy an AEW pay per view, pay full price for it, I mean, an extra show on the WWE network is gonna prevent you from doing so. I, I find that hard to believe. Not to mention the WWE show is going to be on a Sunday, the AEW show is going to be on a Saturday. So, I I think I don't think that's why they're doing it. I mean, it would make more sense to run head-to-head unless I'm totally wrong and that WWE pay-per-view actually is head-to-head on Saturday, but all I know and I don't know all of the details, but I was told months ago that WWE was going to be doing another pay-per-view the week after SummerSlam, I was not told why. I believe originally it was going to be an overseas pay-per-view, but coronavirus hit, and it turns out there's no chance of them going overseas for this show. I don't know why they're doing it. It was it was a decision that they made. I mean, we have, we have seen in the past, back in that period where WWE was running two pay-per-views a month, that was not a success. That's why they dropped it. So doing back-to-back, week-after-week pay-per-views, I have no idea what's going on. So uh, maybe it's something AEW-related. Maybe it was just an idea that they had, and they had it on the books, and they planned it, and then plans changed, but they figured out what the hell was still run the pay-per-view. So I guess we will we will see. Who will beat Hangman and Omega and cause that tag team to implode? They've beaten every other team besides FTR. Well, I think that's your answer there. I mean, if I'm booking the company, FTR beats Hangman and Omega, and that causes the split. Now, I don't know what they're going to do. I have absolutely no idea. I mean, I talk to people in NXT, I talk to people WWE, AEW, and I will say this, that nobody in AEW ever tells me anything about directions. I mean, they'll they'll tell me things about what happened on the show the previous night, or this or that, but... I mean, nobody says anything about where they're going, so I have absolutely no earthly idea. But, I mean, a lot of the things they do are very logical follow-ups to what they have done on television. You know, I I watch WWE, I think I know where they're going, and they just don't. Because nothing happens for any reason, everything just happens completely at random. At AEW, everything is thought out, and everything that is done is leading to something else. So... What I know, what I know is that Hangman has been hanging out a lot with FTR. So I'm I'm pretty sure that the original idea way back in the day, and no one's told me this, but logically, I think the original idea was that Hangman Page was going to turn heel and turn on Kenny Omega. But then Hangman started doing the drinking thing, He ended up getting super over, and this is not a promotion where, well, we didn't want this guy to get over as a babyface, so we're just going to keep pushing him as a heel. We'll show these fans. If somebody is getting over organically like that, they're going to go with it. So once that happened, my feeling was, well, probably Omega's the one that's going to turn heel now. And if you've been watching the TV like a month ago or so, I mean, they were doing the storyline where Omega had that edge to him, And he beat the hell out of Marcos' stunt. So now... Hangman is all buddy-buddy with FTR. And FTR... Ultimately, they're going to be a heel team. And they should be a heel team. And they should be a heel team going up against the Young Bucks. So I could very easily see a scenario... Where the Hangman and FTR... They're all friends. They're all buddy-buddy. And it's a trap... And FTR ends up screwing the Hangman. They beat him and his partner for the titles. And Hangman and Omega split. Maybe Omega turns on Hangman. I don't know what they're going to do. But Hangman ends up the heel. I'm sorry. FTR ends up the heel tag team champions. The big match is, is FTR and the Young Bucks. I think that FTR should win that first match. And then build up to down the road where the Young Bucks finally win their tag team titles. They beat FTR to do it. A lot of different ways you can go, but... That's my guess as to where they're going with all of this, but we shall see. This person says, Today is the final Wednesday night dynamite before the weird schedule change. Without competition, do you expect NXT numbers to go up, or will sports affect them? Dude. NXT numbers, 100% are going to go up. And if they don't, there's a massive problem. Because last week... They had competition from NBA and AEW and they went up. And if you watch, if you look at the the quarter hours, if you look by the at the, the minute by minute, I mean the NXT and the AEW audience, there is a lot of switching back and forth. I'm trying not to sneeze here. Very dusty here in this loft. So a lot of people switch back and forth. So if a lot of people are switching back and forth and you get rid of one of the shows, they're going to go up. The other reason that they're guaranteed to go up is those two weeks a while back when it was Great American Bash versus uh, Fighter Fest, the nights that NXT won, I mean, number one, they did a champion versus champion match, which was bigger than anything that AEW was doing. But if you recall correctly, the other thing that they did was they had limited commercial interruptions. Normally NXT has 30 minutes of commercials, they only had 14 minutes of commercials, which prevented a lot of switching back and forth, and their viewership rose. So they absolutely are going to see an increased rating without AEW. How big? I don't know. We'll find out next week. Back in a moment. Observer Live. Left
1: my wallet in El
0: Segundo. I I I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo.
3: 800-754-4531.
2: Now that we're getting back on the road, the stops we make seem more special than before. Stop to see a friend. Stop at your favorite store. Stop at the places you missed most. And to keep you going between those stops, there's Shell. Stopping to fill up with our best fuel ever. Save with the Fuel Rewards program. And to get snacks and essentials that can save you even more at the pump. That's just a few of the ways Shell helps you make the most of the stop you need to make. See full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. No Mike Sempervivi here today, so I'm flying solo, and you know what that means. I need your help, so you can text us here today. Obviously, the phone number, 425-780-7566, that 425 Seven eight zero, seven five six six. A lot of people, a lot of our Twitch homies, looks like a lot of folks texting me here about the man to beat Cody, and there have been a lot of suggestions that that man be Rusev, the former Rusev, and I have somewhat mixed feelings about that. I want to just preface this by saying that I think the Rusev is awesome. And Rusev, his real name, Miroslav Barnyashev. It's like the greatest name. But they they turned him into Rusev. But my only my only qualm is that the one thing that everybody complains about is we don't want all these WWE guys coming in and, and, and beating all the AEW guys. I understand that. I understand that. Uh, people were upset about Matt Cardona coming in, and, you know, people will say, oh, well, look at the champions. Cody, former WWE guy, and John Moxley, former WWE guy, and, and Chris Jericho, former WWE guy. People are going to be angry. They're going to be upset. They're going to complain, okay? Now, take that out of the equation. Dude, I love Rusev. Rusev debuting as Miroslav Barnyashev, a total badass coming out and just destroying Cody and winning the title. New monster heel on day one. I love it. Do I think they're going to do it? I have absolutely no idea. But that is... That's is, that's the kind of thing I'm expecting to happen. Not necessarily a, a former WWE guy, but somebody coming in, brand new, boom, right out of the gate. You make a star in one night by beating Cody. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't know who it's going to be, but I personally... I got no problem. Handsome Miro coming in and doing this. So there you go. Handsome Miro, this person said, should be the last defection from WWE, much better than Zack Ryder. Give Zack Ryder a chance. I thought he looked fine on the show last week. And he deserve. everybody, I know people hate the term deserves, but I'm going to use the term in a way that I believe it's it's fair. Everybody deserves a chance to get out from under the WWE shadow. Everybody deserves that chance. If you work in this business and you go to some promotion and they use you terribly, you deserve to be able to go somewhere else and get another chance, okay? Now, when you're a performer on somebody's show and you're playing a role, you don't deserve anything. Nothing. Oh, I you know I I love this movie, but you know I like this actor. He deserved to be in a better role. I mean, I guess you can say that, but I mean, his character, the character he plays, deserves only what was written for his character. That's it. Now, the actual people, does a great actor deserve a better role? Sure, whatever. But the role that you're asked to play, because you did a good job with that role, it doesn't mean that the entire movie needs to be rewritten. So you've got, you win in the end or whatever. It's ridiculous. Any thoughts on a third book by you? And if so, what would you write about? I have put zero thought into a third book. What I really would like to do, but I I don't think that I'm going to get an opportunity because it doesn't appear that they they have any sort of deal with Audible, is I would love to read 100 Things WWE Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. I would love to do that audiobook. But Triumph Books doesn't do audiobooks. And so I guess I've asked them Hey, if you want to swing a deal with Audible, I'd be happy to do it. But Right now, it doesn't look like there's any plans for anything like that. First says, Tonight is the night Arn, Tully, FTR, and Hangman progresses even further. I think them with Cody could be the best faction in wrestling. Your thoughts? Well, if you're talking about American wrestling, pickens are slim. I mean, what, retribution? I mean, there's... there's uh, Hurt Business is a fun faction. I actually love the Hurt Business. MVP is such a great talker. and And... Shelton Benjamin's a a badass, and Lashley's a badass. I do really like that faction, but, I mean, there's not a whole lot of factions in wrestling nowadays. This person says, Kushida is in the last triple threat match to qualify for the ladder match. Is he just a name, or does he have a chance of maybe becoming champion? Well, the way that they do the North American title is, I mean, anybody can be the champion. It's not going to go on, like, a total bottom-of-the-barrel type guy. But, you know, it's designed to be a mid-card, upper-mid-card title. I think the next North American champion should be Damian Priest. I don't know if he's going to be the next North American champion, but that's who I would put the title on. But anybody in that ladder match, I mean, Bronson Reed could be the North American champion. I mean, it's it's designed to be below the world champion. I mean, I would argue that it shouldn't be. I I, I argue that it should be on par with the heavyweight champion, but... To them, it's a secondary title. You know, main event guys have held it, but it's still the secondary title. I mean, if if you and the other guy win, it's the one that gets vacated. If you and the world champion win. I would I would put it on Damian Priest, but Kushida could win. Vinny looks like a skinny Chris Hero, this person says. Let me see. I know what the joke... I know the joke you're getting at here, buddy, but... Vinny looked like a lot of things back then. I mentioned this on the, the Brian and Vinny show the other day. Vinny... Is a huge fan of Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, his favorite wrestler. So I'm watching this video that we have, twitch.tv slash F4W Video, how shoulders Torelli became Big Vinny V. It was it was filmed in 2003. Young Chico Alvarez, young Vinny. He's he's skinny. He's got long hair. He's got a beard. Watching this video and I'm thinking, okay, he doesn't have the beard. He probably is as hairy, but he's wearing clothes. Vinny facially, like everyone says, oh, he's a cross between Kevin Nash and the Big Show. It's all because of his size and everything. But like facially, he doesn't look like the Big Show or Kevin Nash. Facially, he looks like Cameron Grimes. It's uncanny. To the point where if I didn't know better and I know better, he could be. Cameron Grimes' father. What does WWE have to do to appeal to the 18-34 demo, which AEW has beaten Raw in recently? A more realistic product, more wrestling-based, etc. Well, here's the problem with this question, my friend. I'm not in that demo. I'm 45. I'm well out of 18-34. to 34. But... If I had to look at... I can answer this question because AEW is beating them in that demo. What is AEW doing that WWE is not doing? And by that, I mean all of WWE because actually doing worst in that demo is NXT. So if you watch NXT, I mean, the answer isn't, well, I got to do great wrestling. Because NXT has great wrestling. I mean, sometimes... NXT has the best wrestling of any show on Wednesday nights, but they still lose. So, that would indicate that the answer is not, well, better wrestling. What what does AEW do that WWE and NXT don't do? Well, to me, the number one thing is wwe the main roster and nxt and more so the main roster but nxt suffers from this as well it doesn't feel real to me at all in any way everything feels wwe the verbiage local medical facility my guest at this time you can go on and on oh there's you know I gotta talk about this because I, I saw a clip of it last night. I guess this was on Dark, but I, I, the clip is floating around today, and I think it's Phoenix is pounding on somebody, and his punches are missing by a mile. Okay, he's he's actually punching himself. It looks preposterous. Okay, there was a there was a a uh, the Dark Order beatdown, and the Dark Order beatdown. This was months ago. Like, some of the Dark Order guys, I mean, they're doing these punches, but they're missing by two miles. Everybody ridiculed it. They made fun of it. Everybody's been making fun of of Phoenix, of missing this guy by a mile. And, quite frankly, it is ridiculous, okay? But, and I, I'm going to say this even though all day today I'm going to have to hear about what a shill I am. I would rather twice a year see somebody missing their punches by a mile because for some reason the cameraman was too close and the director decided to use that angle I would prefer that than on every single show the incessant zooming and the camera shaking, my headphones are falling off and the camera practically going upside down I feel like I'm going to vomit I hate that I would much rather every now and then see that somebody missed their punches by a mile than to have to see this atrocious, ungodly, sickening camera work in WWE. Just film the matches, and if if somebody misses every now and then, fine. Somebody here says, I'd prefer people learn how to work. Whatever. Whatever. I can't watch this incessant zooming and camera shaking There was a moment on some show, I don't even know what it was, probably everyone, but there was like a five-second beating, and they switched the camera 15 times. Dude! So anyway, this stuff drives me crazy. The the, the verbiage, every interview starting exactly the same, interview person asking stupid questions, I mean, Mike uses the term plastic, whatever term you want to use. That, that is the biggest difference between AEW and WWE. So it, it seems to me that if AEW is winning in 18-34 to 34 and they're beating Raw, then it seems to me that that's the one thing that is different between the two promotions. AEW does far more realistic, unscripted interviews. They just give the guys the bullet points and they go, the guys go out and they be themselves and they cut their promos and... The show feels more like you're watching a sport, and I don't watch a lot of sports, but it feels more like watching a sport than it does watching whatever this, this WWE, produc- the WWE production. So that's the best answer I can give you. Because what else is different? I mean, there's stars on Raw. I mean, there's, no, there's nobody like The Rock and Steve Austin, but guess what? There's no Rock or Steve Austin on AEW either. So it's not like there's there's massively bigger star power on AEW than WWE. I mean, there's great wrestling on every single one of the shows. There's great wrestlers on every one of the shows. There's one thing that is a glaring difference, and that is the AEW production and the AEW verbiage as compared to WWE. So that's the only thing that I can give you as a possibility. The person here says, Colt Cabana has been the hero of pro wrestling streamers on Twitch. He wasn't the first... But he is the best Well check out his stream on Twitch Poor Miroslav Barnyashev got kicked off Twitch It was like because Lana Walked in 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 a bikini or something like that Hopefully he's back I don't don't follow this Twitch stuff Closely enough even though we're streaming here on Twitch I don't follow the 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 drama Man that sucks Do you think next week's Dynamite will be hurt Going up against TakeOver No clue TakeOver's on the WWE Network, and Dynamite is going to be on national cable television. So, I mean, for sure more people are going to watch Dynamite than watch TakeOver, but I'm not sure how they're going to affect each other. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
3: Visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
0: Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equals healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Someone here made a very good point. After I ranted and raved for like 10 minutes, I could have just made it simple like this person does. AEW feels like a wrestling event which airs on television. WWE feels like a television show about wrestling. And he notes that, in my opinion, people would prefer to watch wrestling events. Well... I mean, for sure, eighteen to thirty-four year old people do. I don't know about everybody else. The old people, the the older people, the oldest audience, fifty and up, they appear to want to watch a show about wrestling, or they've just been WWE fans for so long that they're just going to watch WWE till the uh, bitter end. And a lot of people here noting that AW and Takeover only going head to head for about an hour, or an hour on uh, on next week. Per says Darby should beat Cody for the TNT title. Dude, I'm totally fine with that one. That would actually be a great ending to that story if Darby was the one. Number one, a guy like Darby needs a big win over somebody. But number two, they've had a long-running storyline, basically. So Darby beating Cody, I like that idea significantly better than even my main man, Miroslav Barnyashev, who, by the way, it is noted here, is back on Twitch. So that's very good. Says the only part of Raw this week that I saw on Twitter was the Shayna Raw Underground. I swear to God, I lost count of the cuts. I got up to 60 at 84 seconds out of a 90 second clip, but there were at least five more after. I got nothing more to say, everybody. Want to thank you all for listening here today, Twitch homies, Mike, as always, callers and listeners, over the studio. We'll talk to you again next time. Wrestling Observer Live.